Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. So should Ungarda Siakana wear body cams? The Civil Liberties Group has suggested the use of body cams by Gardaí has been oversold to the general public. Uh, Body cams could be used by Gardaí in certain situations only, according to new plans. And the Irish Times has reported that the system involves officers wearing a highly visible camera on their chest. You've seen them, I'm sure, on TV. That can record video and audio, and they will have a choice whether to turn it on or off. It won't be on all the time. Now, the dangers of that, of course, is, and I'm not suggesting guards are bad people, the majority are good people, is that they will use it out of context. In other words, you could have a situation where a guard stops somebody, goes to a whole motion with them and pisses them off and is unfair to them. And then when that person gets annoyed, they switch on the camera. That would take things out of context. So that's where I think I would have an issue with it. Apart from that, I probably wouldn't. It is likely they'll only be used in confrontations, but guardy will have to signal when the device will be turned on and explain their actions afterwards. The introduction of body cameras was recommended by the Future of Policing Commission back in 2018. However, Liam Herrick, Executive Director of the Irish Council for Civil Liberties, speaking this morning, said the benefits have been debunked. He said, we'll need to see the detail of what the Minister's proposal is. It's very positive that the Minister's bringing forward primary legislation in this area. It's, uh, it affords the opportunity for the Oireachtas and for the wider public to consider this in detail. Liam believes the real issue, and the Civil Liberties Group have uh, with the body camera specifically, is that the move to introduce them, particularly coming in the United States, was based on a belief that they would improve police behaviour, reduce crime and give an accurate record of what happens in policing instance. And the earlier evidence on which this was based has now been overturned. In other words, he believes there's no evidence for it. He stated, in fact, we're now seeing from the United States uh, that this technology, which is very expensive and which opens up dangers of surveillance, doesn't have a difference on either police behaviour or public behaviours. So the benefits have been oversold. And I think we can go down a road of an expensive and invasive form of surveillance without actually having any benefits. He concluded by saying the idea that it provides a protection to the public because it gives filmed record, rec- uh, record of what actually happens has also been debunked because officers can di- uh, direct the camera away in in other words, turn their body away from the incident. And it can be actually tell a one uh, perspective story of what actually happened rather than an objective one. So I want to get your thoughts. Would you have an issue with it? Would you have an issue with Angarda Shia wearing body cams whereby they can turn them on and off whenever they feel like it? In other words, if they're in a situation, they can turn them on. Would you have an issue with them wearing them? Body cams. Now, I know there was an interesting documentary a while ago in England. They have these vans everywhere now and have cameras over them. They have surveillance, which picks up facial recognition and looks up databases of known criminals to see if there's known criminals in the area. There's a sign of, say, you know, you're, you know, you're walking past um, whatever it is, face, facial uh, recognition. The problem is um, there's lots of false positives. And the worst part of that is in relation to black people. Uh, what it was doing was picking up black people and not identifying their faces properly and putting them up as a known criminal when in fact they weren't. They showed one lad being stopped and he had never done anything wrong in his life. Somebody else then was walking past the van and put their scarf up over their face, although you wouldn't need to do that nowadays because everybody's wearing masks. And they stopped him then and said, what are you hiding your face for? So in other words, it gets too invasive and it can be incorrect. It may not work properly. And then we have the wrong person going to jail for the, a crime they actually maybe didn't even commit. So let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Somebody says, like, dashboard cams, really, isn't it? Well, no, it's not, actually. Uh, because the difference with dash cams is 
dash cams are there for a very good purpose to show how an accident happened. And I believe everybody should have a dash cam. But there is legislation around dash cams that you cannot film people who are walking on the footpath. So technically, if those videos are ever used in the court of law for insurance reasons, everybody's face has to be blocked out on them or blurred out. Also, if you have CCTV at your home, for example, if it if your CCTV is from the front of your house and it points out onto the footpath in front, that's actually technically illegal. You're not supposed to film people passing, walking past your house under data protection. So if you ever, now you can do it. But if you ever need to produce those films for insurance purposes or for, for criminal purposes, if somebody breaks into your house and somebody's walking past outside, um, you must blur their face for data protection reasons. People have a, an entitlement to a level of privacy in public areas to some degree. Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Do you agree with the Garda Shea wearing body cams? Uh, Robbie, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Robbie? Happy Monday. Happy Monday, Robbie. Do you There's agree with that? Yeah, I do. I do in a sense. But I mean, I know that they have them in LA. I'm just going to I know that's one place where they have them and they seem to work quite well for them. But I think they're on all the time. Um, I I'd agree with them not being on part time, but if they're going to wear them, wear them and put them on all the time, you know. Um, I, I think that uh, it would solve a lot of problems out there, you know, if they were actually had a camera on, you know. Mm-hmm. There is an added expense to having them on all the time that, I don't know, the types of cameras you use have to be able to upload to the cloud because obviously you wouldn't be able to have them on all the time because the memory will be limited. So, yeah, in other no. words, it would be uploaded to the cloud. But I imagine... What you could do is have legislation whereby as soon as you're outside of the police station, uh, you would yeah. switch it on and then turn it off yeah, when you're going back I mean, inside. Yeah, exactly. I agree, yeah. I mean, it's, it's once if they're in the patrol car and you to get out of the patrol car to go to an incident or a scene or whatever word you want to use, then turn it on. And then when you finish that scene, turn it off. And get but back I don't car. agree with turning it on and off halfway you know, no, no, when you're dealing with somebody because, as I said, you no. could have you could have a member from Garda Shiagana who winds somebody up or does yeah. something wrong and then turns it on when the person reacts. Yeah, yeah, I agree. No, I don't mean turn it off when you're halfway through. I mean when you get in, when you get out of the car, turn it on. When you get back into the car, turn it off. Like I mean, I'd say to the people who would say, "No, I don't agree with this." What about the people who video the guards from the phone? the video on their phone mm-hmm. is that not the same thing so, what well, so what's good for the goose is good for the gander is what you're saying you know yeah look I mean we've seen plenty of times that we've seen on Facebooks and Twitters and God knows whatever other social medias of an incident that happens and you've got people there and the phones are out and the abuse is being hurled at the guards and then but no I don't want the guards to have a camera to show the other side of what's happening on that you know so that's one way of looking at it as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Although we are seeing a lot lately of guards, I saw <laughs> the, the night of the Debenhams protest, of yeah. the guards actually pushing people's cameras down, trying to stop them from filming. By the mm. way, which they shouldn't be able to do because you, if you're in a public place, you're quite entitled to film people. Yeah, yeah. Or, a guard, or a guard carrying out his duty. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's the point that comes back to, like, it, it, it's okay for Joe and Joe public, Joe and Joe's fame public to video the guard on their phone but it's not okay for the guard to video them from their chest yeah you know yeah. okay well, we'll, we'll, we'll stay there because I want to go to Alan as well Alan you're an Ireland's classic it's how you doing Alan Good night on you. Good. What, what do you think of this idea? Well, some people would think, well, look, you've done nothing wrong, you've nothing to hide. Whereas others would say, well, hold on for a second, we can't be going down this route where it's got almost like surveillance. Now, you have a couple of things. So if a guard has been called a domestic violence case, right, the camera should automatically be switched on. If they're going to a normal traffic stop, the camera can be switched off. So you can put basic rules in behind this, right? So we've seen a large number of incidents lately. And the latest one in Dublin Springs to mind where 
the Gardaí were filmed arresting a, a tow rag, and his sister yelping and screaming was a video in the guard. So this video then was uploaded online, but it was edited to make the Gardaí look in a bad light. I think I know the video you're talking about, by the way. Yeah, I, I were talking about the Gardaí were raised. At every, I know. Okay, it would it would stop that nonsense and would stop any politician from virtue signaling and suits them. So I think you can put basic structures in here to say, if you're going to the domestic violence case or a riot, you turn your cameras on. If it's a traffic stop, the camera is on. And what? Okay, so what happens? Let, let, see, I, I'm trying to think of a scenario here. So you, let's say you're doing a traffic stop, right? Um, and say it's during COVID and somebody's outside his 5K or whatever it is, right? And you, you to ask him to step out of the vehicle. Say you believe, you know, that he's being obstreperous or he's being uh, non-cooperative and you ask him to step out of the vehicle. And then things take a bit of a turn. And then you switch on the camera, I'm assuming. So that then is out of context, isn't it? Yeah, but the guard then would have to fully explain himself why that was the case. I see. I, I I don't agree with you. I, I I understand what you're both yourself and Robbie are saying, and I agree with cameras to the extent of if you've nothing wrong, you've nothing to hide, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. My concern is is that things are out of context. My my only thing I would say, Alan, I would agree with you, but I think it's either on all the time or forget about it. Well, then, so you you put in the revisor that if the guard is there, the traffic stop, he can't put on the camera. He must leave it off. Once he starts that interaction with a member of the public, the camera must remain off. Yeah. Well, hang on one at a time. Sorry, Robbie, what are you saying? That's what I'm saying. I agree with Alan there. That's what I'm saying. Once he gets out of the car, or he should get gets out of the car, so once they get back into the car, the whole interaction from inside, getting out of the car and getting back into the car, the, the camera should be on. Full yeah, point. otherwise I believe it shouldn't be able to be used as evidence, yeah, unless exactly. the whole situation is yeah, available. There's no point. Yeah, no point in having it on when you're driving around. No, there's no point in putting it on halfway through a particular instant if somebody yeah. becomes obstreperous because we don't know yeah. what happened beforehand. The minute you step out of the car to the minute you sit back into the car, that's when the camera should be on. Okay, but Alan, can I ask you, just in relation to civil liberties, right? And I watched this documentary in relation to these cameras in the UK, surveillance cameras that do facial recognition and all sorts of the carry-on, and that's where we're heading, I suppose, with all this. They, they get it wrong on a lot of occasions, and sadly, when it comes to minorities like black people, for example, they got it wrong so many times that the face would be unrecognised and it would come up as a positive recognition for a known criminal, and it wasn't actually the person at all. So I, my, my concern is that we go down the road of surveilling people, we're turning into a Big Brother situation. So for me, for me, there should be facial recognition cameras at all ports in the country, right? If I'm leaving the country, I hand over my passport, which has my picture on it, right? So there should be facial recognition cameras used for anyone who's entering the country. So they can be okay, I wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't disagree right? with that. But what about walking down Henry Street or Grafton Street? Would you agree with having, say, the no, Guardi having facial recognition no, cameras there? there? No, they shouldn't have them there. Okay, well, they're doing that in London on trial at the moment. Oh, well, uh, London well, is look, look, well, look what's going on in London, though. Look what's going on in London with the terrorist attacks and everything else that's suffered. So you can understand... Look, well, can you understand it? Because when I when I seen this these these videos of these people who were arrested or when well, well stopped and questioned and they actually did nothing wrong, you know it it does concern me. Look, no, there, there isn't a day that goes by that someone hasn't been stabbed on the streets of London. Like, so let's let, let's be honest with that. So they need to do something, and that what needs to happen for the stop. That's what needs to happen. Okay, listen, I've got to take a break. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Numbers 87 Robbie and Alan don't disagree in principle as long as the legislation is there as the rules, you know, around using them. Uh, let me know what you think. The number is 087 Would you be happy enough to see the guards wearing body cams? Oh, by the way, somebody mentioned as well, of course, in Northern Ireland, everything is kind of getting back to normal again as I'm from the 30th, which is next week. All non-essential retail will open. Nearly a lot of stuff will be really open. And they suggested that them and their friends... 
are organising a bus to go shopping next Saturday uh, in Belfast. I don't know if anybody would have any objections. If I had done that as a topic going back six months ago, people would have said they were irresponsible. But if I did it as a topic now, I think most people wouldn't care less. I'm just letting you know because I think we all should be open and not just Northern Ireland. Uh, let me go to Peter. Peter, in Ireland. you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Peter? <laughs> you Nord- Northern Ireland's Classic Kids. <laughs> I, I was going to go, uh, so you are. You're on, you're on Classic Kids. So you are. Yeah. <laughs> Long time since I've been on. I thought you fell out of love with me, Noel. Oh, what happened to you, Peter? Where have you been? Oh, I've been ringing in. The girls won't put me on a call. I think I'm too strong in an opinion on something. Ah, uh, that's it. Maybe they've, maybe they've fallen out of love with you, Peter. Yeah, shocking, shocking. Yeah. Peter, do you, do you have any problem with body cams? Well, you don't, as long as they initiate them. Say, say they're doing a drug raid and they well, we're pulling up here now at such and such a place and we're going to raid this establishment, whatever, and they do that. But one thing that um, annoys the life out of me and I cannot stand is when these people pull up at checkpoints and they start recording the guards, asking them where they're going, what they're doing, and they're like, they swallowed the, the law book in the morning. Oh, you know, guard, like, you're on, guard, you're on yeah. your oath. You know you're on your oath. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know my constitutional rights have been, um, um, at, you know, been, yeah. been put a nest with here and all? I can't stand that. So at traffic stops, maybe, um, they should, I don't know, because you get all these people that think they know the law inside out, and he swallowed the whole law book for breakfast, and he can tell a guard what to do and what not to do. But for instances, in, in they should be, the minute, say, a guard gets out of his car to chase someone, there he should, should be some sort of activation that when a guard leaves his car, the camera is on. You know, it should swap from dash cam to body cam, you know, and it shouldn't be switched off. Because, like, years ago, you used to go into a police station, and you could get the head slapped off you in an interview. But now when you go into a police station, they have the video of the interview. So thank God for them. I, I mean, Pete, Peter, in your, in your bad days, don't like bringing you back to your bad days, but you would have had a yeah. lot of brushes with the law. Um, yeah. And do you think you were always treated fairly? Um, no. Now, let's be clear about it. I want to remind people, you were a criminal. Yeah. Yeah. But, you, th- but was- you think, you as a, even as a criminal, were you treated fairly? In certain instances, yes. But in one instance, um, a copper stabbed me with a pen in the shoulder. And then, um, like, there's, there's nothing you can say. Like, I know when you say he stabbed you with a pen in the shoulder, what was the circumstances? Had you been arrested for something? I was arrested. I was in the back of the car and I got a, a black big pen right in the shoulder. And what were you arrested <laughs> for? I was at the town a bottle of Southern Comfort or something at his car when he was driving by. Okay. And by, the way, by, the, by the way, for people who have never heard you on the air before, you this is a, a time when you were addicted to heroin. You turned your life around yeah. many years ago. So just it was to let people know that you you don't mind uh, you know admitting that at one point in your life you were a scumbag no. and you behaved and like a scumbag. Yeah, and I'm not proud of what I've done. But as I said, in times like that, he jumped out, threw me in the back of the car, threw and got me right going over. And as we were pulling off back to the guard station, he just turned around, bang, stuck a pen in my shoulder, kicked me out of the car and told me to go home. So, okay. um, uh, and do you think dash, camera, do you think dash cams or, or not body cams would do away with that type of behaviour? No, because um, unless they bring in a system that when the the guards are driving the car, the the cameras now the guards are inside the car dash cam. When they leave the car, 
it should uh, some sort of a centre should automatically kick in to the body cam on the guard. And like you've seen in this George Floyd thing, they only used nine minutes of a video and they didn't use the whole lot of the video. So we understand what you're saying as well. That, that out of context. Switch on the video. I, what the I, what I did notice in the George Floyd, and I don't want to get too much into the George Floyd, but they did say to the jury, yeah. here is the first uh, visual that George Floyd had of the police and they showed the police with a gun pointing at him. But they didn't yeah. show the few minutes before that where they did ask him to get out of the car numerous times. Now, again, I don't want to go into the whole the whole situation. Yeah, Obviously, yeah, yeah. He, he's been found guilty. The guard, uh, the police officer has been found guilty of his murder. So we don't get yeah. into the whole situation. And we can spend a whole show talking about that case. Uh, yeah. Mind you, I do believe there's going to be an appeal in that case. Um, and, oh, and the one thing I will say is whether you believe he was guilty or innocent, of course he was found guilty, but whether you believe he was guilty or innocent, um, you would have to agree that in, in that particular circumstance, he could easily claim he didn't get a fair trial. Uh, because so Joe Biden told when he first got up after after all he said I've been speaking with the people in Minnesota since this was going on and mm. so what he was saying in a way was he had a part in the trial well now look you know the media had a part in the trial uh, yeah. you, you had se- you had people in Congress had a part in the trial one member of Congress even suggested two days before the actual verdict was given I think it was that if he wasn't found guilty that people should tear the place down so in that circumstance there was a huge amount of pressure on people to find him guilty I'm not saying he wasn't of course he was he was found guilty because I want to obviously reiterate that but I do believe that people are should be entitled to a fair trial listen I've run out of time Peter I'm sorry for cutting you a bit short but we might get back to that again in, in more detail Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.